This week on Show Me Your News, Subspace Enemies, Solid Snake, and You Got It Online. We cover them all in this week's rundown. Did you really think that the Primid were the only members of the Subspace Army? Oh no, Sakurai unleashed eight types of enemies for us. Are they important at all? What features do they have? And could they be more than just fancy punching bags? Kojima must be smiling brightly because Snake rocked the Brawl world with a triple update to end the week. What were some of the highlights? What's intriguing about his special moves? And just how awesome is his music? We've waited and waited and now the online details are finally fleshed out. What are the possibilities for the With Friends mode? What's not to love about the With Anyone mode? And what are the myths that just need to be cleared up? This week on Who's In, Sariku Uchiha goes out with a bang by reviewing your most requested characters. Mega Man, Olimar, and Gino get the review in the final edition of this character discussion segment. You don't want to miss it. This week's Brawl Viewpoint comes to us from Aeronite's Kiseki and centers around retro stages. Melee is soon going to be retro right along with Smash 64 and there will soon be classic stages that return to Brawl. Aeronite's Kiseki will give us his two cents on the classic stages he wants to see return. Masahiro Sakurai, I implore you to... Show me your news! This is Show Me Your News, a Super Smash Bros. Brawl discussion podcast. All support comes from Smash World Forums at smashboards.com and from the Smash Brothers blog at www.smashbrawl.com. And now, here's your host Yoko with How are you all doing, Smash fans? Welcome to Show Me Your News, your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. My name is Yoko, and I'm here this week to go over the news from the past week for you all in audio format. Today is September 23rd, and this is week 12 of the podcast. Show Me Your News is now up on iTunes for your iPods to subscribe to, and you can check out Show Me Your News on the Smash Bros. blog at smashboards.com smyn, thanks to our wonderful moderator support over at Smash World Forums. Now it was a massive week, so let's dive right on into... The Rundown! Let's start off the week, like every week, by going over those updates that didn't make the podcast cut. The week began on Monday with the Golden Hammer update. Alright, let me make this brief. It's a hammer. It's golden. It does weird things, like make Peach float. It can glitch like the melee hammer, but this time, it squeaks. That's right, squeaks. And oh, yeah, did I happen to mention that this is an item? I mean, this is just a bad way to start off the week. We go from, ooh, ice climbers in their fuzzy hats, to, um, golden hammer that can squeak. Just fascinating, right? Well, you know, at least the week got better. Because later in the week, though, we got a Pokeball character for the second week in a row. This time, it's Piplup. You know, I heart Piplup. If I had a DS with my own copy of Diamond or Pearl, forget Chimchar or Turtwig, Piplup's my boy. 
But yes, Sakurai, we do get the point. We know that fourth generation Pokemon will now be featured in Brawl. Anyhow, Piplup uses Surf, which will wash away the surface he is placed on. So it could be devastating on stages like Battlefield, but honestly, I see this being completely ineffectual on a stage like Rumble Falls. I'm a little bit annoyed though at the now closed thread saying that this pretty much confirms no alternate Pokemon as costumes for Pokemon Trainer, now that Chikorita and Piplup are Pokeballs. Are you serious? Wait, what, do you need Torchic to make that definite? Absolutely ridiculous. Still, Piplup is just an AT. Yeah, some are cute, some are intriguing, some are character letdowns, and some are just weird. I'm looking at you, devil. I'm looking at you. Wednesday brought us the enemies from subspace. These are the characters that we're going to be mowing through as we proceed through the subspace army. But do we really need to know about the peons of the ancient minister? Well, Sakurai thinks we do, and I'm going to give you a Yoko summary of each one. First up we've got Rotor, a spiked motorcycle looking punk who's riding on one wheel. Sakurai says these guys ride around in groups, so yes, a la motorcyclists, and it seems like they're going to be the bruisers. Then there's Poppent, a wuss who looks like he's sitting in a tub filled with candy and has bowling pin colored extremities. Why is he a wuss? Well aside from just looking at him, they are cowards and flee when attacked according to Sakurai. Baitan is a ball with one eye and a creepy grin that splits over time, so if you don't destroy him when his numbers are minimal, you could have trouble on your hands. Trowlon is up next, and this guy has an interesting way of defeating his enemies, taking you out with them. He will fly around and pop you up with his trowel-like arms, hoping that you land on their back and they can soar away with you. Shadas is one of the more intriguing looking enemies. He has blades for arms and a fog-like body with a red core that you obviously need to hit for damage. Auroros is a white and rainbow colored bird that dive bombs the ground. You supposedly can pull out any Auroros who stick out of the ground, but I have no idea how that works, or why you'd even want to. Greep is probably the most lethal looking enemy introduced, as both his extremities are giant scythes that are huge in comparison to poor Pit in that screenshot. Otherwise, he looks like a clown, with a frilly pink collar and a black ball for a body, moving on little itty bitty training wheels. And finally, we've gotten a look at the ROB squad before, but aside from detonating space bombs, these guys can shoot beams and missiles to try to impede your path in ridding the world of subspace. So why do we give a crap? You know that's actually a really, really good question. I mean these guys won't be any trouble to 99% of the people on the smash boards unless you put the difficulty on very hard. Did it need its own update? I don't know, maybe it did, but I'm looking for an actual definite plot to the subspace emissary updates and not just pointless cutscenes and peon bios. Really I think I speak for everyone when I say that. When the most intriguing thing that I could find in the update was how the Shadas screenshot looks like it almost could take place in the Forest Temple from Twilight Princess, you aren't really feeding us anything important, Sakurai. Luckily, you made up for this update during the week and then some. Finally, all the characters that we know of are out of the way. Solid Snake dropped on Friday, but he wasn't alone. Oh no, he brought his special moves and the Metal Gear Solid 4 love theme along with him. I mean this was just amazing, a triple update to end the week. And is it just me or do I get the feeling that when Brawl is said and done, that Snake is going to be the next Chuck Norris of the Smash community? Yeah and this is coming from a Captain Falcon main, cause Snake just reeks of ownage. Let's start off with his character profile. Take a good look at that face people. Certain screenshots from the week have shown us that during battle, the icon used by the damage meter is the same one as these initial character shots from their dojo updates. Taking a peek at the other screenshots, such as the one that involves Ike, 
Isn't this just the perfect grab for Snake? While Smashboards members have joked how this could result grabbing other non-humanoid characters, this screenshot is just too awesome. Dare I say it, is it even better than the Pikachu on a box shot? This is so assassin-like, and it just fits Snake perfectly. It really is fantastic to just see screenshots period of Snake, but I'm sure, as everyone else on the forums is, that this was caused by Konami showing screenshots, even featuring the Mario Superstar Baseball home run bat and the beloved Mr. Saturn, at the Tokyo Game Show the night before. Another screenshot from the update that's piqued a lot of interest, though, is the shot of Snake using his famous cardboard box. Why Mario is stumbling back, I have no clue, but if the box is going to be used as a shield like it should, a la Yoshi's Egg, then that would just be icing on the cake, now wouldn't it? Now, when it comes to Snake's special moves, Sakurai starts out by saying that his smash attacks as well as his specials will use ordnance. After showing a rocket shooting up in the air and a mine being planted in the ground, this is something I don't think I like at all. I mean, yeah, they look like great special attacks, but smashes? To make it balance fairly, these would have to be ridiculously powerful, but there's really no point in charging these attacks like a normal smash attack, it seems. I mean, Snake can just kick butt in hand-to-hand combat as well, so why not show that off? Anyhow, Snake's side special is a remote missile, so it's really quite straightforward. He pulls out a missile launcher and fires. The catch is that this isn't like Samus's missile attack because after launch, Snake is completely vulnerable as you try to direct the missile yourself, even controlling it to go in the opposite direction of where you had fired. But don't worry, this isn't like Ness's PK Thunder either, where the projectile has to hit something to regain control of the character. Press the shield button, and the control is switched back to the assassin, so you can beat your foes into oblivion. The up special is very simple by comparison in concept. When Snake is in a pinch, he whips out the Cypher, his hovering reconnaissance camera. It appears to be a good method of recovery, but the Cypher might not really hurt like Peach's Parasol does, and that would leave you completely open for attack. Anyway, we saw this screenshot along with the other shots of the Tokyo Game Show, so this wasn't as much of a surprise. As to the down special, we have no clue. Although I'd love the mine attack to be the down special, that probably won't be the case. It certainly is strange though for Sakurai to leave only one attack out of a special moveset, but hopefully it's for a reason, and it's a good one at that. Ah, the Metal Gear Solid 4 love theme. You know me, this was my favorite part of the update. In Cheeto Sengan's Smashing Composer's 2.0 thread, I think Zeron Fisk put it best. Every match will feel like the Smash World Championship of the Universe with that playing in the background. When it comes to stage music, this is going to be as epic as it gets. I have to clear up one thing though, there has been some confusion when it comes to the phrase love theme. This is a musicology term that is usually synonymous with main theme, so no, it doesn't really mean anything romantic of any sort. So when some of you wanted me to play the original arrangement, sure you can watch the Metal Gear Solid 4 trailer, there's a link in the Smashing Composers thread, but you have to realize that the game isn't even out yet. That's why this is so amazing. The only thing that worries me though is how much advertising this will do for Metal Gear Solid 4, which is going to be the premier game for the PlayStation 3. But then at the same time, I think of how Brawl is going to outsell the pants out of Metal Gear Solid 4, so there really is nothing of real concern here. I'll take this amazing music any day of the week, even if it means Sony gets a good word put in for them. It's here! It's here! It's really, really here!
Let me tell you all a story. At 4.45 a.m. Tuesday morning, our dorm was rudely bothered with not one, not two, but three back-to-back -back fire alarms. All 1,100 students had to evacuate the building, and security had to check things out. So we're talking about waiting 10 minutes outside in the Michigan cold each go-round. So at around 5.30, when all was said and done, I wasn't about to go back to sleep. So I plop in front of my computer, wondering what the dojo would have in store for me. And I think this sums it up best. Dear Diary, Jackpot. A lot of us knew this was going to happen. There weren't all too many doubters that Brawl was going to have online. Nintendo had promised it, and they weren't going to let down the audience of what will be one of their best-selling games. Still, let me break down this update for you all and try to dispel some myths along the way. From the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection menu, girly colored buttons aside, we have two options. The first of these is the With Friends options. Yes, friend codes are in, with 64 codes allowed per me-correlated profile, but I've never understood why people have ripped down friend codes as much as they have. Yes, Microsoft's online service is wonderful, a gamer tag to fit all Xbox Live games. Would you pay $50 a year for the service, though, while Nintendo offers free and safe online play? Honestly, we have no reason to complain here on the Smashboards anyway. Communication is very easy with private messaging and signatures, and exchange of a 12-digit number is simple, albeit a hassle if those two can even be used in the same sentence. So we take a look at the friendless window and we notice a few things. You can see your friend's customizable statuses, their icon that can be chosen from a list, and if they're in a game or offline, etc. Now to clear a couple things up. Myth 1 states that the icon screen is all that there will be. Now that is just completely false. Not only is there a scroller, but why would Sakurai give icons hinting at updates that haven't even hit the dojo yet? You don't see the Foxhound symbol on there, do you? But you know it will be there. By the way, as of right now, I think that's what I'm going to use for mine. Foxhound. Yoko, Spirit Fox. Alright, those of you who watched Yu Yu Hakusho get the point, but never mind. Myth 2 claims that the names will be however long as you wish. Again, very false. It seems the cap this time is around 5 characters. There isn't really much more room for any more characters. This really isn't a problem though, 5 characters is much more flexible than 4. And hey, now I can really be Yoko and not just Y-O-K-O. -O. There are also going to be 4 customizable taunts for the With Friends mode that will replace voice chatting. And please, if you're going to complain about that, then you just must be begging for lag, right? Also for those that are worried that people will just overabuse this feature to the point of annoyance, that's really only why those on your friend list can use the feature. Got a problem with it? Take them off. It's really that simple. Honestly, Nintendo is getting this down to a T for a free, minimizing lag online system. That's for sure. Oh yeah, and if you want to give me any suggestions for what I should put as my four taunts, go right ahead. One will be, show me your news, obviously, but you all are probably more in tune to the catchphrases of mine than I am. The other mode under Nintendo Wi-Fi connection is, as one might guess, with anyone. There are some people complaining that this will be lacking because of so many features that are in the With Friends. You know, the seeing names, the taunts, etc, etc. But this all goes back to the safety that Nintendo's trying to promote. Even still, this mode is going to be perfect for when you just want a quick match with an actual human being that can logically think and not break Smash down into several algorithms. Doesn't Sakurai give awesome quotes though? If you think of your opponent as a simple scarecrow, any psychological barriers may melt away. Pure gold. A mode that I would really like to see though, but seems very unlikely now, is some sort of rivals mode where you can acquire the friend code of smashers that you play in the with anyone mode if both sides accept it. This would give people a chance to build up their friends list with smashers who have played close matches with them, and it would be a nice system if it wasn't for Nintendo security. It's a shame really, since that would have made this online mode so much better than it already is. 
With these developments, an online ranking system seems particularly unlikely and a good number of people aren't too happy. Really though, I am not one of those people. I'm actually relieved that there's no region-wide ranking system. Sure, the game keeps track of your record against friends, which is all fine and good and totally harmless, but the elimination of a ranking system also eliminates those who do not finish matches just to preserve their record. If you wanted to see who was the best anyway, you couldn't have a match with them anyway because of the friend code setup and all. Plus, now that there's nothing really at stake when OMG Lagzors occurs. And if you really want to know who's the best smasher, then go to tournaments and stop complaining about the online deficiencies that aren't even there. Sakurai claims that there are other online modes and features, which is just absolutely wonderful. The 4 player mode was shown, but I can guarantee you that they'll have 2 player and that'll be where it's at. Could we hope for downloadable content? Songs, stages, patches, not characters? It would be just amazing, but unlikely so far with how the Wii Shop channel has functioned and operated. With that comment of Sakurai's though, I'm really loving the chances of the sticker or trophy wagering actually making it into the game. And if that happens, you can say that you heard it here first on Show Me Your News. We're at the end of a season, if you will, with Show Me Your News. The first 12 episodes couldn't have gone any better, but now it's time to move on to some new segments. So next week will be the start of a bi-weekly segment known as Roundtable. This is what I met with Samurai Panda about last week, and we'll be discussing what's going on in the Brawl universe in an unscripted, impromptu segment. Once we get a couple episodes under our belt, though, we might start asking some members to join Roundtable with us for the week, but we'll see how that goes. As for the other section, I'm still taking suggestions, but please pay attention in the thread in the middle of the week when I make the announcement of what the segment will be. Anyway, that will debut during episode 14, but for now, next week, episode 13 will be the start of Show Me Your News Season 2, and you just might hear some surprises along the way if you're lucky. That's it for the rundown, now it's time for the final edition of Sariku Uchiha's... Who's in? This week on Who's In, Sariku wraps things up with characters you wanted him to review. Over to you, Sariku. Smashers, welcome. This is Who's In, your last character speculation segment to be played on the Show Me Your News podcast. This is the fans week, as I told you guys to vote for your favorite character. Taken third and second place is Mega Man and Captain Olimar, with 11 and 17 votes, respectively. Then, taken first, with a landslide win of over 37 votes, we got... Gino. First up is the robotic warrior, Mega Man, most likely the third most wanted third-party character, next to Gino and Sonic, of course. This little guy has hit gaming stars hard for the last couple of years, best described by Adam Sessler's famous quote, with nearly one new game a month. Well, this is stretching the truth, but no one can deny the slew of Mega Man games over the years. Something I've noticed, though, is that they've been slowing down. Could this mean Capcom is finally going to give Mega Man a solid adventure or platforming game for a home console? Or even more intriguing, a debut in Brawl? That may sound far-fetched to some, but for others it would be a dream come true and would make the game for them. We all want at least one character to appear. Me with Lucario, Ryan with Dark Samus, Yoko with Wolf Link and Midna, and who can forget the mass Ridley worshippers? 
Mega Man is on many fans' hearts. You can tell by looking at the polls. He's the one at the top. Yeah. But is fanboyism enough? Well, yeah. I mean, Wario's in. The problem, as with all third-party candidates, is legal issues. But I'll say more on that later. It's time for a moveset for this fan favorite. Obviously, he could use his blaster for rapid-fire bullets. But if you hold it, it charges for a big blast. Unlike Samus, you wouldn't be able to store it, though. Really, that's all I got. I'm sure all of you guys can make hundreds of moves, though, as I've seen in the Mega Man threads. So don't blame me on that. One thing that would make the character for me, though, is if he used his robotic dog from the old anime. Whether it's a special move or a final smash, I think it would be really awesome. I said legal issues would come into play, right? Well, with Mega Man, there really isn't any. Capcom and Nintendo are very close. Maybe not like Nintendo and Ubisoft, but they help each other nonetheless. The Game Boy Advance's three biggest selling franchises are Mario, Pokemon, and Mega Man. With the first two series already confirmed in the latest Smash installment, is Mega Man gonna be next? I really have to say yes. After speaking with Fanergy about many times about this situation, I really can't see what's holding him back. Dare I say that he has a better chance than Gino? I wouldn't go that far, but I see him happening. Before I go on my next review, I want to say I got my first fan mail. It said, Sariku, hi. I think who's in is really awesome, even if you sound like a noob off Xbox Live. Will you do a review of the Pichu Bros? That made me laugh. Not the Xbox part, but the character. If most people say that Pichu is a horrible character that should leave, do we need to? Just some food for thought. Does anyone remember a series called Pikmin? Yeah, it's not that long ago. But if not, it was a totally awesome game that seemed to stop after two games. But fans complained, and Nintendo heard, hinting out a possible third game to the franchise. Will Captain Alomar return to that strange world, or even another? The other world would be, of course, the world of Smash. As I said, Nintendo listens to its customers. That's why they hinted at Pikmin 3. But wouldn't you also want to see him in Brawl? The polls say yes. All of this is fine and dandy, until you think about how we'll fight. Yoko once said, I know fans don't want to hear it, but Captain Alomar could very easily be an assist trophy. This is one of his most controversial quotes he has said, as I remember many, many of you who came up with a great moveset involving Pikmin and without the Pikmin. This makes Alomar a shoo-in, right? Not yet, as Sakurai seems to prefer old school characters like Game & Watch, Pit, Diddy Kong. Let me be the first to say that Game & Watch will return as his moveset was one of a kind in Melee. But don't get me wrong though, I did not say new characters won't appear. Munchlax, come on. What I mean is priority. Is Olimar a better choice than Ridley, Lucario, DDD, and other fan favorites? I have to say he doesn't belong above those, but with them instead. In marketing perspective, if he did appear, the supposed Pikmin 3 would probably sell better than if he didn't appear in Brawl. They did that deploy in Melee to promote Fire Emblem by having Martha and Roy in. And it worked. Hook, line, and sinker. 
So what fate will Olimar have? Judging that the Wii discs have almost three times the space of GameCube's head, it would be very stupid if Olimar didn't show up in any way, hopefully playable. He's a very popular character, the polls say this. All I'll say is, if Olimar was anything but a playable character, it would be a very bad move. One more filler, guys. Many of you guys wanted me to review the clones of Melee, and say if they should return. I plan to do this in a future episode, but since that won't happen, let's do it now, real fast. Falco. As I said in episode 2 of Who's In, it would be very unlikely to remove such a popular character. But if he does, I'm sure we'll get someone like Wolf with similar attributes. But, I still think he'll, be, he'll return. Dr. Mario. People thought Luigi was a clone, but we finally decided that Dr. Mario was the real clone. He was popular, but I'd rather see him as an alternate costume for Mario. Hey, then we can get a Dr. Luigi costume, which would be awesome. Pichu. Wasn't a popular character at all in Melee, and almost no one wants him in Brawl. Plus, there's no way to declone him, so say. I don't see him happening. Sorry, Pichu fans. Young Link. No, not the one from the Mojo. I'm talking about the younger form of Link. I say no to him. If any other Link appears, I want it to be Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass Link. That way he could have a different moveset. And pants. That you can see. Ganondorf. There isn't really much to say about this warlock. Everyone who's anyone knows he'll appear. I won't say anything else since we have Black Hatter's Brawl Viewpoint who does it so nicely. Find it in episode 2 of Show Me Your News. Roy. Every fighting game has to have a daywalker, right? Roy was melees, but will he be brawls too? About everyone thinks Roy will be cut, but we don't know this for sure. As long as Marth returns, I don't think we need any other Fire Emblem characters. But hey, anything can happen. Except Roy. Flosa didn't get anything I just said. Basically, the only ones with good chances of returning are Falco and Ganondorf. Roy has a slight chance, but everyone else, I have to say no. And finally, the review you've all been waiting for. Gino has begun. From what I understand, Gino is a very popular character appearing in the Super Mario RPG, a collaboration between Nintendo and Square Enix. Justice Kingdom Hearts was Disney and Square Enix. Sadly, he hasn't appeared in any other games except a Game Boy Mario game. I think it's the Mario & Luigi one. But he was only a cameo in a minigame. Due to this, not many people know about him. Well, compared to the other characters, such as Bowser Jr. and Mega Man. Somehow, though, he did manage to make it to the top of the polls. It may seem early to say this, but I already think Gino has a great chance of getting in. And I mean as a playable character. Not an assist trophy, not a sticker, but playable. In my opinion, putting him in would do great things, as there are two points I'd like to say about Gino getting in and what it would do for Nintendo. Point 1. General assumption states that old school characters have an overall better chance of getting in than newer ones. This said, you can fit Gino in that category. He has been away for so long, at least I can count him in that category. This said, gives him a nice chance. The problem? He's third party. Point 2. 
If Geno appeared in a game as popular as Super Smash Bros. Brawl, Nintendo can team up with Square Enix for a brand new title featuring Geno. For those who haven't heard this before, it was previously unknown if Geno belongs to Nintendo or Square Enix, since he was made just for that game. But in a later title, the Game Boy Advance Mario game, Geno was licensed to Square Enix. Obviously, the two companies have a good relationship, so if Sakurai asked if he could use them, the answer has a good chance of being yes. With those points in mind, all of you can see that as relatively unknown as Gino is, his reputation precedes him to be a very good candidate for brawler status. Especially if it gives him a chance of appearing in a game of his own, or a continuation of the Nintendo 64 Mario RPG game. That would be amazing. Be on the lookout for Gino appearing in the dojo. I see it in the near future. And looks like that's a wrap for the final episode of Who's In. I do want to mention some other characters real fast, as I see making the cut, but never got the Sariku review. These are Sheik or Impa, Rayman for marketing purposes, the robot form of the Japan video game, Ray or something? I forget, sorry. I say me should be in only if you can use your own. And they use Nintendo Wii accessories, like the Wii Zapper, Power Glove, and other such items. Otherwise, I want Sonic, Lucario, Wolf, and Bowser Jr. Also, for the Pokemon fans, I am accepting challenges for Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, and have an EV thread coming out soon. With all this, for the final time, I'm Sariku, and I'm out. Great job, Sariku. Really, thank you for all your dedication throughout the six episodes of Who's In and feel free to contribute to show me your news in the future. Now let's say farewell to who's in, and keep things rolling with this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. This week's Brawl Viewpoint comes to us from Aaronite's Kiseki. With Melee soon to join the retro ranks, what stages would make good classic appearances in Brawl? Let's pass it on over to Aaronite's Kiseki, who will break it all down for us. Hello fellow Smashers, this is Brett aka Aaronite's Kiseki from the forums. I'm here to talk about classic stages. Will they return? And if they are, what stages could there be? Well, first I'm going to look at the Smash Brothers 64 stages. Not all of them, just three of them. Uh, Corneria, Saffron City, and Mushroom Kingdom. First on the list is Corneria, everyone's favorite Fox stage. As seemingly it's not too hard to remake, but since Brawl's come out with Lilac Cruise, I doubt that it could come back because of that fact. But if it could, that would be sweet. But which form? The Corneria from Melee or the Corneria from 64? Let's think about that. Next is Saffron City. Okay, the only stage that really didn't come back in Melee. I think it's time to bring the stage back just because for, you know, that thing. Saffron City is just that cool place that everyone liked. But since now it kind of looks like Foresight, yeah, take Foresight out, put Saffron City back in because it just needs to. Mushroom Kingdom. Okay, yeah, Mushroom Kingdom needs to come back be just for the fact that it's retro and it was way much better than the one in Melee. Come on, people. The pipes. 
the interactivity, the POW block. Seriously, you couldn't go wrong with the POW block. So maybe Sakurai should just check all these out and choose. Now, the F-Zero series, yeah, there's not much you can do with the F-Zero series. Yeah, we got Big Blue and we got Meat City, but what else is there to change about it? You're fighting on cars, you're fighting on platforms, but you can't really go anywhere else with it. I mean, you can't have a flat stage, ooh, whoopee, but I mean, it's F-Zero, people. We need action, 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 action. So. I'll leave you guys to think about that for a while. This is Aaron Knights Kiseki, over and out. Nice job, Aaron Knights Kiseki. I really think they could have picked better Retro 64 stages for Melee, but a stage I would personally love to see come back from Melee is none other than the Fountain of Dreams. Hopefully Sakurai is not humble enough to make that addition. That'll do it for this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. Would you like to hear your Brawl opinions and views played here on Show Me Your News? Send a wave, MP3, or a WMA file with you discussing a topic of your choosing to dojopodcast at gmail.com. That's D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And you may hear your voice and rant featured and heard as the next Brawl Viewpoint. You may also get your views heard by sending your discussion in text format to D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com to have Yoko read your opinions on the air. Suggested length for discussion is roughly 1.5 to 2 pages in length, single-spaced. Submissions will be taken through the Friday before the episode's premiere. And that's all for this week's episode of Show Me Your News. I'd like to personally thank Aaron Knights Kiseki for sending in his brawl viewpoint, and Sariku Uchiha for the wonderful run he has had and all the dedication he has put into who's in. I am always in need of your brawl viewpoints, so please don't be afraid to send them on in either. And make sure you send me suggestions for the segment that you want to hear. My name is Yoko, and you can either post on the Show Me Your News topic in general brawl discussion, private message me, or email me at dojopodcast at gmail.com for feedback and suggestions for next time. Next week, like every week, I'll go over the week that was on smashbros.com. After this week, I don't know what can top it. I'd say we kind of have a downer week, but with Halo 3 out on Tuesday, Sakurai needs to do something to give Brawl some attention, right? Right? And with that, I'm Yoko, and I'm out. This has been Show Me Your News, your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. All support comes from Smash World Forums at Smashboards.com and the Smash Brothers blog at www.smashball.com. This week's shout-out goes to Mick128. I know he's at field days this week with online and insiders, and we always need to give the mods support for what they do. Thanks a ton, Mick. Show me a news! 82 days and counting. Time for the Yoko's Roommate Quote of the Week. Remember, this is Yoko's Roommate, and do not reflect the views of Yoko himself. You all are noobs! And this has been Yoko's Roommate Quote of the Week.
So about six months ago, plus, I tried my hand at making a satirical video, and I don't think it really turned out too well, but if you want to hear that same old Yoko humor, being pretty annoyed at things actually, then check out the classic easter egg section to find the Pokemon Bottom 10. Anyway, have a good week all. Till next time.